All right, so welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. We're taking a look at Don't Breathe 2, which is a follow-up to 2017, 2018's Don't Breathe, which was a great movie directed by Fetty Alvarez, who was the director of the Evil Dead series. This one is directed by Roto Sayaguis, who was a producer and writer for That Evil Dead, is also written by Roto Sayugas. Fetty Alvarez had done that terrible the girl in the spider's web so the girl with the dragon tattoo had done that yeah that one was trash so this one again is a follow-up don't breathe and it stars Stephen lang and a couple other people so madeline grace is which is a little child so with the first don't breathe there was an older gentleman who was played by Stephen lang who just lived by himself he was blind and he's former military. Young people find out that he has some money because he got money from an insurance claim because his daughter died in a car accident. When they break into his house to steal the money, they get more than they bargained for because this man is a psychopath, held mental on destruction, and then he's also just kind of a uh, sadistic freak because he had a person that he wanted to impregnate. <laughs> To have his have the daughter that he lost again, but it was like some weird turkey baster. Yeah, he was trying to impregnate her with a turkey baster. So that was the just that. So again, people break into his house. Criminals get more than they bargained for. This one tries to redeem the Stephen Lang character. So character's name is Norman. He's living with a young child who was about maybe nine, ten. They have a father daughter relationship. So they don't really explain much about where this child came from. And they have a neighbor that is also close to them that she takes the child to school, things like that. You also hear on the news that there's somebody out there stealing organs for some reason. Just organs from your body. The little girl is going to the bathroom. This guy kind of shows up in the bathroom and he's being pretty creepy. And she gets out of there because a dog rolls up on the guy. And was like, hey, we'll bite your nuts off. And then the guy follows them back to the house. So that's kind of how this one starts off. And again, it's criminals breaking in, getting more than they bargained for. But this one also has a little bit more fleshed out story than the first one. So, Matt, how do you feel about... Don't breathe too. I was actually looking forward to this mainly because the first movie came out of nowhere and was this, it was intriguing. Yeah. This one, there wasn't really much fanfare to this one. I don't know why, maybe because of COVID and lack of previews and f- figuring out how to, for it to come out. And did you mention that it was a different director? Yeah. So Fetty Alvarez, again, who had done the remake The Evil Did, he directed the first movie and I guess his buddy directed this one. You can tell the difference as far as the tone and surprise factor, I guess, if you want to call it, between one and two. The first one I liked a lot better than part two. Two just kind of seemed like more of like a G.I. Joe action flick rather than catching off guard, etc. I'd probably honestly, instead of seeing the movie theaters, I'd probably wait until it came out on TV in this case. So I was a little disappointed. And as far as the story plot for it, I'm just like, this is the best that you could have come with. It's something to watch during the COVID time. But really not impressed. Well, I would just say that Don't Breathe 
is another example of a movie that likely did not need a sequel. So just like A Quiet Place, Don't Breathe, the story wrapped up. There really was not too much else to do. This one just had, all right, you introduce a little girl. There's a whole bunch of movies introducing young girls and like an older person. My family was watching Gunpowder Milkshake, which is another movie that would have been done by Jason Statham if it wasn't done by the people that put it on Netflix. There's a whole bunch of those types of movies and then a whole bunch of these movies where there's some sick group of people out there trying to do something to young children. So didn't really appreciate that. But the first movie... And kind of like the the end of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that's kind of how I felt about that first movie. This is a different take on all of this. Like, this just went off in a totally different direction than what you think it is. Again, just a home invasion movie, but then it turns out, like, this guy is ill-equipped to deal with society the way that he's doing it right now. Again, the movie did not need a sequel. Just like A Quiet Place, I think this one just also falters on It's Not Bad but it also does not expand upon the first movie. So I guess it was after the credit scene where the dog starts pulling on Stephen Lang's character. So Stephen Lang's character might not be dead. So there might be a Don't Breathe 3, which I hope that movie does not get made because this one just did not need to be made. I wish there was more I could talk about this movie, but again, the pacing's off. Some of the action scenes, I'm like, the opportunities that a kill could have occurred, a normal person probably would have finished it, and that would have probably been like a 10-minute movie, and it just seemed like it was a little bit more drawn out than it had to be. Yeah, they try to do the switch, the creepy parents type thing, the the child abuse thing. That didn't go well. Yeah, so like that twist did not really work as well as it did in the first movie. So... Again, the first movie, Stephen Lang attempted to impregnate the person that killed his daughter. Which, again, starts off as a home invasion movie, turns out to be something different. And this one tries to do something similar, and it falls flat. It doesn't really work. I could see first thing happening, even in the real world. But this one, where they're essentially going to extract organs from people. Not so much. So, Matt, what score would you give Don't Breathe to? I would likely just give this a five. There were times where I'm like, heck yeah, go ahead and kill that guy. Just a five, average at best. Not looking forward to any other sequels that they eventually might have. But just five, it's average. If you really want something to watch, I suggest turn on Netflix and pick up something random out of there rather than watch this. Yeah, and uh, would also give it a five. It's technically sound, but story-wise, the first movie did it a lot better. The first movie had a very creepy vibe. Again, you didn't know where the movie was going until Mm -hmm, it hit that twist part. And it's like, yo, this, this is crazy. So it turns out that maybe the home invaders aren't as bad as they should be. Like, they're just not bothering an old man. It's like the old man is also screwed up in his own right. This one, again, tries to redeem the Stephen Lang character, but it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work on a lot of levels because, again, it's unbelievable. 
is poorly executed. Again, it's watchable, but this is something that you would look at if it's on TBS, TNT, FX, one o'clock on a weekend. Yeah, I'll probably look at this, and by 3 p.m., I'm done, and I'm probably going to go to Target. <laughs> you guys ever see anything like trends in movie theaters? So now it's like it seems to be the anti-heroes, what they call them. Yeah, I mean, they're always trying to make a sympathetic villain. That's the thing, man, that the people aren't bad. They were just bad because something tragic happened to them. And I think from a writing standpoint, like you were talking about trends, it is a trend, and it is also a trend that needs to stop because it's happening a lot, particularly in TV, where now the villain is now getting their own TV show. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, I get Venom. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, it's cool, it's lovable, whatever. And now you're just like, you're destroying the integrity of what could be a phenomenal backdrop, the whole rivalry between Venom and Spider-Man. I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, the key thing is that every movie needs a good antagonist. I think it was really Loki showed you can do an antagonist too well, that now the antagonist is generally more popular than your hero. I think it's a problem because in any good story, we're talking about action, suspense, thriller movies, that you need to have a balance of good versus evil. And if you don't have that, because again, you're trying to redeem the the villain or the antagonist in that show movie, it lessens the effect that it should have. I know how much you like Transformers. So it's like if I wrote a version of Transformers where Megatron's not bad. He's just misguided because his parents didn't love him and give him enough energy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That's some shit that they would produce. Yeah. So then you have Megatron, the movie, and it's like, well, that's not what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see sympathetic Megatron. I guess the same thing happened with the Joker movie. The Joker movie show that it could be successful, even though I don't like that movie. But, I mean, the movie's popular enough that you'll probably get at least two more Joker movies. But it is a problem. I mean, we talk about Hollywood trends a lot. Again, some of the wokeness, the writing. And it's like, well, why can't you have this? I'm like, okay, but movies have worked well like this for a very long time. You can do something different, but it doesn't have to be all the time. I think that's the the big thing the the kind of hit home about. So, any wrap up thoughts, Matt, or any other thing you want to bring up? I think the world in general is just looking for an entertainment value, something that takes them out the house. And I get it. I know why people ain't coming out, but I don't think anything that has come out has really hit a home run. Would prefer <laughs> to watch something like that at home if it's not worth my time. I'd also seen the movie The Green Knight. It's okay. I don't know if I liked it or not. I'll probably do a review on that independently. <laughs> I'm not sure if I like that movie. But it's stuff like that, normal circumstances would run, rush to go see it. But now, since it's hidden streaming, like, yeah, that's probably the best place for stuff like that. So, all right. That's uh, the Beast Game Podcast.